That's that's what I'll do. Let me sit here in silence while we wait. Nah. No, we can just shit post. Like I can just start singing Kansas or some shit. Which which nope. which Kansas? Which one? Which one? Are we carry on with Mirrorwick's son? That's what I was gonna say, yeah. We need to stop yeah. now though. Alright, yeah. we're we're good. We're online. Count it in. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Good HAE podcast where we're all sick and we're probably going to be coughing and burping and sneezing and snotting all over the place. Um, we have a non-pencil. I'm infected by your genetics. Enigmatic Otaku. I'd like to think I have better genetics. Milk. I'm not here. And of course, we have a very special guest with us this week. He is perfect in the past, present, and the future. We have present perfect. Wow. Hello. Um, thank you for everyone who is tuning in. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Um, whether it be from YouTube or from Ponyville Live. Um, we, or from my hockey team. <laughs> or from Pencil's <laughs> hockey team. We are an entirely user-submitted podcast. We take suggestions from users who have listened to us in the past for different people they want to hear um, and take their questions. So that way we can ask uh, things to you, Fimfic, to uh, anyone who wants to, well, basically agrees. Everyone hates this podcast. Oh, God. This is off the rails. Bottom line, we're taking your questions and asking your guests to get your answers. Um, this week, we have a couple drinking words. We have the word review, and we have shit, because, of course. Uh, Pencil, am I missing anything? Um, have you announced that you are shit? No, that's that's just kind of a given every week. Okay, we should well, probably remind them. As long as they know that, as long as they know that you're horrible, let's uh, let's do the thing. All right, sounds good. Um, that said, we're going to start with some actual actual interview type questions because you know we actually do interviews and stuff. <laughs> uh, so, present first of all, um, who are you, and what have you done for our fandom? Um, well, I wear a lot of hats in the fandom. I started off as a writer because. Writing is my thing, but over the years I have become, gosh, let's see, I'm a pre-reader for Equestria Daily, uh, I'm a fanfic reviewer, I'm a fanfic reader, like I do the readings on the YouTubes, um, I am one of the co-curators of the Royal Canterlot Library, and I'm definitely forgetting one, I do a little voice acting, uh, and I used to be part of the last roundup, which was a thing for like two months that I don't think anyone remembers. I feel like that's yeah. something I've heard of, but I don't remember what it was. Same. It was it was supposed to be like another Royal Guard, Twilight's Library kind of thing, and it just didn't take off. Oh, that's a shame. And now you're affiliated with the good HAE list, so there you go. <laughs> Hooray! We're, we're branding you in the buttocks with this. Um... Next question. What is your favorite part of this fandom? Would it be the online community, the fan fictions, the cons, the music, the narrations? What's your favorite part of this fandom? I mean, I guess I'd have to say the fanfic. That's like 90% of the fandom to me. I've been to cons. I listen to a lot of music. Um, and I, you know, browse art and stuff like that. But I mean, fan fiction is, it's what I do. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the fandom more or less is EQD and Vim Fiction. That's, that's what I do. Alrighty. 
Um, and then last but not least of our actual podcast type questions, um, if there's one thing you could say to your fans, your followers, or even your haters, what would it be? One thing I could say. <laughs> the first thing that comes up is uh, ripping off Scribbler. I would say be lovely to each other. Aww. Oh, God, you're so nice. How did you end up here? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Just, just watch that. We're slowly, we're going to corrupt you over the course of this two hours. Oh. Anyway, uh, by the way, Priest, if you say alrighty at the end of a question one more time, I'm just going to start making a record of how many times you say it this cast. And I will punch you once for every time you say it. Alrighty. Fuck. God. <laughs> that said, we have a whole bunch of questions that were submitted by users. So we're going to jump in um, literally dick first. So let's just oh, jump boy. straight in. Um, first set of questions come from Totally Not a Brony, who is totally not a person that you know. Am I correct? I kind of know them. There we go. Um, the first question is, is it difficult to keep that many stories straight and organized? I'm guessing that's in rel um, in reference to your reviewing that you do. It would be if I were not an organizational god. That's why I have a spreadsheet, so that I don't have to keep them straight in my head. Because otherwise, you know, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> How many stories have you reviewed total? Uh, let's see. I am coming close to 4,000. Uh, let me see. Let's see. I, uh, I kind of arranged it so that this year, every time I hit 100 reviews, I'm also hitting like a, a milestone overall. So I have reviewed 3,967 stories. Wow. Eey. And that's, yeah, no, that's, that's everything on my spreadsheet. There's nothing I haven't reviewed that's not on there. Well, I'm sure I'm going to have all sorts of kind of questions related to the viewing later on, but of course, let's go straight to more user questions. Um, how do you respond to people who don't like your reviews? Man, that's, that's always the, uh, that's always the, the worry when you're reviewing stories. And uh, I've had it happen a couple of times. People have gotten like really despondent. People have gotten really angry and I just try and well, for starters, you know, you try and head it off. You know, I, I, I have, I have in the past taken pleasure in like ripping stories to shreds. I don't do that anymore because generally it's not constructive. It can be entertaining for the people reading it, but it's not useful. And I already, you know, I already um, target my reviews at the reader, not at the writer. So I'm not generally offering constructive criticism, but uh, for the people who don't like, you know, whatever review I give them, I try and just, you know, say, hey, you know, this is just one person's opinion. Um, sometimes I'll go and check out something else they have. Like a lot of times uh, people will say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry you didn't like that story, but it was really crap. You know, it's one of the first things I wrote or I was drunk. It would be better if you read this thing. And I'll actually take them up on that at some point. Um, the worst scenarios, um, I will take the review down. I've done that, I think, twice. And usually it's just because, you know, I'm not doing this to hurt anybody. I'm, I'm actually just doing this because I enjoy it. And if my enjoyment includes somebody else enjoying what they do, you know, mine, mine is the lesser. Uh, and it can go as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Well, I, just to kind of expound upon that, 
I'm, I'm interested. Do you see what you're doing as something that's inherently helping the site, helping create better quality stories, or do you just see it as something as fun to do and you just kind of do it because you enjoy doing it? Honestly, I just do it because I enjoy it. I'm I'm a fat person on the internet, and I have a lot of onions, and I like sharing those onions with people. So uh, this is this is how I do it. You know, I do it in a kind of a, a regimented, patterned out way, and I keep track of everything because I am, at the end of the day, very self-absorbed. So you're well, saying you're a man of many layers. <laughs> One might say that. Man, we need to get over this right now. Um, wow. But uh, I think it's really good that that we can actually sit here and show people that you're doing this because um, you enjoy doing it, and it's not because of some sort of greater power. I think that's going to remove some um, stigma around your reviews. Yeah. Um, that said, let's move to Maj and Seiko, who I can actually <laughs> <can I> pronounce <laughs> right this time. Oh, boy. Um, he starts with, oh, boy. Oh, boy. What's your favorite bagel? What's my favorite bagel? Um, I'm gonna have to go like being very specific. A uh, a chicken salad bagel from Einstein Brothers on an everything. That's some good shit. Oh, that was specific. Uh, the next question is: Will you plug your food review channel? Um, I would, but it's kind of dead right now because my uh, computer is dead and I can't upload videos. But yeah, if you want to look me up on YouTube, it's Take Walker, all one word. Alrighty. Uh, the next minutes. question, and I, I expect a very descriptive answer with this. Oh boy. How soft are your hands right now? Oh man, okay. So my hands are not as soft as they could be. I'm I'm afraid, sorry to say, like I got some some dry patches on my knuckles and I keep forgetting to use hand cream after I shower. I just, oh, the the oh, collective is going to be disappointed. What you're um, saying is you need somebody to rub cream all over your dry hands. Is that what you're saying? My hands could be softer, yes. Moisturize me. But taking a step back, soft hands actually kind of became a bit of a meme on FemFic for a while, and you're kind of one of the central people in it. Can you take a step back and explain for those at home who don't know what the soft hand memes is about? I'm glad you asked, Flutter Priest. I'm glad you asked. Okay, okay. so Soft Hands begins with Majin Saiko. This was this was his doing. I took it and ran with it. We were one day in the Seattle's Angels chat, I think, on Skype, talking about his fic, uh, Twilight's Bathroom is Flooded with Semen. And somehow the phrase Soft Hands came into it in, in regards to Spike. And mm -hmm. suddenly, like, for the next hour, everything was Soft Hands. Like, just... Applying that phrase to everything, it was weird and creepy and kind of, it was a lot of fun. And then we kind of forgot about it for two months. And then somebody brings it back up. It was probably him. And he's like, you should make a soft hands writing contest. And I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. And he, he, we kept talking about it for a little while. And I'm like, you know, it basically ends with me going, okay, I'm making a group. We're doing a contest. And we did the contest. And um, it produced a, a very good piece of horror writing by Pegasus Mesa. She's the one who won. Well, and there was, um, that's right, there were two winners because we did Mature and Non-Mature. And I forget who won the Mature one, unfortunately. It might have been Petricord? Mm. I don't remember now. Shit, I feel bad. You'll um, have to hand anyway, it to them. We, 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 did the, uh, we did the contest, and now Soft Hands just kind of sits 
it is it is still there it is still active and at this point it exists as basically me occasionally posting pictures of lyra and hands and being as creepy as possible about it like you just kind of you have to go to the soft hands group on fin fiction and just look at everything to really understand what's going on and you probably won't understand it anyways but it's that creepy yeah i i've sort of developed this persona Oh, Aliborn won the uh, the mature side. There we go. I, I've developed this like super creepy persona, and I'm just trying to be as fucking weird as I can possibly be every time I post stuff. Okay. Except for the most recent one, that was just kind of weird. All right, let's move to the next question from Majin Sika. Boy, oh, and not burp. Uh, what's the deal with poop? It's funny. That's hey. quite a simple, straightforward answer you got there. <laughs> that, there's no two ways about it. It's, oh, God. Must anything more be said? No, I no. I don't think anything else needs to be said on that. I don't, already, I don't, think, all, I don't think that's a shitty answer is, by any means. Already this podcast is going to shit. And we drink. Oh, let's get the butt of the joke out of the way. Um, oh and God, now Majin Seiko has a real question, or a serious question. What are your top five favorite stories on the site and why? And, and take as much time as you need for this question. Okay, let me actually go look because I have a list. If you go to my, whoa, wait a minute. No, that's not it. Um, if you go to my user page, Open Fiction, I have a top 15 fanfics. Uh, the first set is called top favorites. The second one is called shit. I need another one of these. And the third one is this is a top 15 now. Top 15s are cool. And uh, sometimes I will review a story and give it a highly recommended rating, top 15. Uh, I just did that today, in fact. And uh, I cycle these out occasionally, but the top five are not likely to change anytime soon. So my top, like number one pick for the best fic on this website is in the place the wild horses sleep by Lucky Dreams. And that is a really uh, transcendent piece of fan fiction that captures what I feel is like the ultimate motive, like what, not what everybody necessarily should be doing. And I wrote about this uh, not too long ago in another review, but it's, it's, um, it's very accessible for a young audience. And it's got kind of that like fabulous sort of Gaiman-esque children's story feel to it. And I feel like the more stories we have like that, uh, that's Dinkin' Donuts by Pascal White, um, what was the other one I read? Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was about Scootaloo. Oh, The Little Pegasus Who Could by Cosmic Afro. I think that's who wrote that. Uh, but anyway, these are, you know, very stories that, that speak to a young audience uh, without speaking down to them. And I feel the more stories like that we have as a fandom, the better off we are. Because, you know, when you come down to it, there's a fandom based around a cartoon show aimed at young kids. And if we can produce at least some content for that audience, we're doing good. And In the Place While the Horses Sleep was one of the first stories I encountered that was like that, and it's definitely the best. All right. And, and you want me to go through all five of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. By all means, go, all right. for, the, go for all five. Uh, number two is The Somewhere Cycle, Volume 1, Wander and Greenbrier by The Descendant. Um, 
I hope everybody knows the descendant. He is a fantastic writer. He has not been active on the site for probably a year now, which is sad. He um, used to go and post on everyone's user pages and be like, hi. Yes. Yes. That is one way that he has made himself very visible. Um, he's a really great guy. I hung out with him at BronyCon one year and uh, he was, oh, he was great. Um, but the Similar Cycle is one of, if not the first story of his I ever read. It's about two ponies who are uh, remembering their past lives as the horses of American generals. And uh, it's, it's got a really strong tie in with uh, the American Civil War. It's really emotional. I, I actually, the first time I read it, I was pre-reading it for Equestria Daily and I ended it in tears and it was just marvelous. Um, that is always going to have a spot in my top 15. Um, gosh. Ooh, okay, the third one is River Dream at Sunset, a manuscript by Groaning Gray Agony. Uh, that one is about, and I can't remember what the dude's name is. Um, let me see if I can go check out the review here. Um, but it's a very, it's like a very lush, uh, Victorian-esque piece of writing. Um, it's a really fantastic uh, uh, human and equestrian story. Let's see, Groaning. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember, but it's it's some uh, specific. I think it's some specific author, like just kind of floating down a river, ending up in Equestria, kind of going on a bit of a safari through this fantastic magical realm, and. Uh, it was it was really it was really marvelous. I've uh, I've never quite read anything like that. Um, the fourth story is Eighty Days to the World's Farthest Shore by Seinwolf, which I just reviewed today. Um, as part of the Eighty Days contest that Horizon uh, organized, which was based around the game Eighty Days, which is based off of the story around the world in Eighty Days, mm -hmm. and uh, he got together a large group of really good writers who produced a severely good body of work and that one as far as i'm concerned is the best of them it takes place in a uh i think a completely original like fantasy kingdom like kind of a i don't know like kind of a game of thronesy sort of place maybe with a little more magic i don't actually know anything about game of thrones but oh. you know you kind of get the idea um but it's this woman talking to a traveler about a woman that she met who is human uh, Twilight Sparkle and trying to get her to this portal at like the top of the world to get her home. And uh, that's another transcendent piece of fan fiction. That's like, you know, friendship is optimal. Like if you know somebody who would like this kind of story, who really likes fantasy stories and, uh, and isn't really into fan fiction or isn't interested in pony fiction, have them read that and see if maybe they're not interested in reading something else that's similar. And then number five is A New Age by Settle Soap Opera, uh, which is a fantastic historical piece. Um, it involves like Clover the Clever and Star Wars the Bearded and uh, a couple other, mostly it's mostly OCs, but I think it includes a couple other uh, characters from that time period. And it's like, I don't even remember what time it runs from. I think it involves the founding of Equestria and a couple of other things, but it's all written uh, as letters. 
and it is a marvelous example of good epistolary writing um because that's not something that everyone can do uh equally well but um just the, the way it presents itself and you know it's got all these like you know, there's political factions going on and there's there's drama like interpersonal drama and there's there's national drama and i, I don't know it's it's really great it's like uh it's like freaking quesera sera that's all oh, god it's such a good story mm, ooh, ah, yeah when i say i review fix because i enjoy it that's why i enjoy it because i get to read <laughs> good shit like that should we hand you a towel because you sound a little uh, saucy there <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i'm good see i'm just happy that out the majority of that list there's only like sign wolf and it, i've always said sin and wolf and i feel bad about that um and uh, the descendant that are like really big names i really like that you're able to highlight some of the lower people i don't want to say lower people people that don't get Less as much attention right. as they should well, Saddle Soak should be well known, but he also hasn't been very active in the past couple of years, so he, he might have faded from the public eye. But yeah, De Descendants, uh, Descendants, a really big name. Um, Sign Wolf, I hope everybody knows, because Sign Wolf is a really good writer. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll move on to questions from Major Dude now. Um, All right. Well, let's see, going to question number one. What is one particular story that you wish you like like a good story or a unique concept but was terribly executed man i've i've read a lot of stories like that and i can't really think of anything in particular i'd be feel a little bad singling anything out clearly um, anything written by yeah. flutter priest and ignite kotaku or non-pencil right oh yeah that's why i haven't reviewed anything by you guys yet <laughs> hey <laughs> actually you reviewed you reviewed us oh, yeah. but no um <laughs> I, every every once in a while, I will come across a, a story though where it's like, man, I really want to like this, but it's just bad, and it's it's not even like because if it's a good idea that's just got bad writing, that's one thing. Bad writing can be fixed, but if it's you know, I, man, I wish I could come up with something. Um, but you know, if it's if it's a good idea and then they take it in a weird direction, it's like, no, you, you didn't have to do that. You know, like randomly injecting anon when there doesn't need to be an anon in the story, or um, you know, suddenly going into sex or or rape or just something that doesn't help the story at all. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you just crossed all of us off. Yeah, definitely yeah. crossed everything of mine off the list. There you go. Yeah, especially with a majority of, uh, like, a few of us in here being AIE writers. Um, that, that, that said, actually, since this promotes a, a good conversation, we're, we're not going to interject. We're not going to freak out against you. Maybe I will a little bit. But what is wrong with Anon? Okay, I'll tell you this. I've been finding more Anon fix very recently that I've actually enjoyed. And... Oh. The ones that I have been enjoying have an Anon who is like an insufferable dickhead. <laughs> and I don't know, I just, I, I do not react well to stories that are written specifically so the reader can insert themselves into it and live out a fantasy. Um, I, I read one like a little like last week where it was very, you know, if it wasn't 
actually a, a self-insert OC who was the main character, then it definitely came off that way. And it's like, okay, you know, this is personal writing. Um, there's nothing bad about doing that, but on the other hand, it's not going to appeal to everyone. And, you know, it doesn't appeal to me because I don't really want to do that. I don't want to go to Equestria. I wrote, I actually wrote one story about myself going to Equestria and meeting Twilight and Trixie and going right the fuck home because they were dicks to me. And mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of, I guess that kind of sums up my, my thoughts on, on the subject. Cause I don't know, you know. And that's not necessarily to shame people who do like it. Yeah, it's no. just that's not your cup of tea. Not at all. And I, I do feel bad about it sometimes because there's a lot of a lot of it out there. Some people work really hard at these stories. Wooten reads nothing oh. but Anonymous Equestria, mm -hmm. and I very rarely listen to his audiobooks because I'll look at it and just be like, no, that, that doesn't interest me at all. Mm -hmm. Wooten is a very good friend to the cast. We, we've is he? Before. Yeah. Good. yeah, he's a cool guy. Very cool guy. He, he's a sweet, sweet boy, and I have handcuffed to him to things before and people, so I, I am fond of him. You handcuffed him to me. I did, and to the yeah. bed at the same time. Yes, you said you okay. wouldn't let us go until we kissed, and we didn't. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, not the point. Um, but no, thank you for for that interjection. I think it's really important to a lot of people think that you know just because someone's anti-anon that you know their opinion isn't worth it, but it, it, it really shows that it, it's all personal stuff. It's nothing mm -hmm. wrong if you like one thing or if you don't like another thing. Who, who knows? Maybe you're a big fan of ABDL stuff, and you know what? That's cool, but it doesn't mean everyone else is going to like it. I, I am not for the record. I didn't say you were. Man, how uh, quick you are I to defend yourself. To about that. Um, let's go to question number two. Okay. Hi. Assuming there is a crossover that you tolerate, which MLP crossover fanfiction story do you consider to be a good example of a crossover? Ooh, I have read some good crossovers, let me tell you what. Um, well, actually, um, just about anything from the 80 Days contest is a good example of crossover. Um, a lot of them don't feel like crossovers, like it's, it's taking pony characters and putting them in the situation of going around the world in 80 Days because of a bet. Um, but reading Horizon's reviews uh, of those stories, he because he knows the game and I don't, he points out the ways in which like uh, uh, 80 Days Under the Waves um, kind of deconstructs the, uh, the game and also, you know, like exemplifies playing the game, but as a story. Um, so that's, that's a good example thereof. Uh, let me think if I can think of any others there are a lot of really bad crossovers out there there are a lot that just aren't interesting because uh you know they, they either involve something that i don't know or they take you know character x comes to equestria and they meet the characters and they say hi and then they leave what exactly comes from that i don't know um oh and of course let me go take a look at my top 15. What's the best crossover over here? Is it Order from Chaos by Twilight Snarkle? Yes, it is, because that's a really damn good story. That's the wrong answer, because the correct answer is Fallout Equestria. Oh my god, stop. Just no, because it's, it's popular really doesn't mean it's the best. Enigma. It was the best, Enigma. all right? <laughs> Enigma. Sweetie. Mm, something, I've something been very nice to you. Don't jeopardize this shit. 
All right. <clears throat> now, you're going to get me started talking about Fallen Equestria, aren't you? We could. Do you have, do you have things to vent? By all means. No, I let's let's save it for later. All right, sounds good. I'll be um, ready. Next question: Why did you choose the avatar that you have now, or how did you build your OC? Um, is that is that the same question? Goes like similar. They're basically questions. the same question. Okay. Um, my OC is. So, okay, the design of my OC, Present Perfect, is based off my fursona because I am a dirty furry. Yeah. There is nothing wrong that. with that. Yeah, okay. As long as, as, long um, as you're not a sparkle dog. No. Okay. My fursona my is a, uh, he's a, like a gray wolf with black raven wings and feet. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't actually design, that's right, I did not design Present Perfect. Um, my friend Snap Eye. Uh, got into the Phantom about the same time I did, and he made me a picture, and I was like, oh, that's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, it was the Pony Sona that I didn't know I needed. Um, as for his name, uh, back when I, March-ish of, March of 2011, when I was like, hey, there's, you know, there's a big Phantom. I should go be part of that. I was like, I need to have a Pony name, and I went around and I was like, okay, you know, here's all these other people, and here's what they name themselves, and here's what pony names are like. So I'm going to pick something related to me. So I picked linguistics, because that's like my thing. And I said, okay, I'm going to go look up some, some like vocab words and put something together that sounds like a pony. And present perfect is what I came across that just kind of worked. And then I also, at the same time, created two other... Um, Two other ponies who are meant to represent me. One is a unicorn called Center Stage. He's a musician. He is supposed to represent my um, my narcissism. Present Perfect represents my perfectionism and my neuro uh, my neuroses. And then uh, the last one is an Earth Pony named Honey Dipper, who represents my love of poop jokes. Those are those are what I apparently take as the like three main facets of my personality. Uh, I could have sworn Honey Dipper was your embodiment of something else. No, wow. a Honey Dipper is a person who cleans out septic tanks. It's also a bird. Herb. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um. Well, that's enlightening. Uh, the next question is, what inspired you to be a reviewer? And I think that's kind of answered previously by. Uh, you do it for fun. Yeah, I like I like reviewing stuff. I you know, like Saiko said, I review food on my YouTube channel. I used to review Transformers on my YouTube channel. I don't do that anymore because mm -hmm. nobody was interested in it. But right, yeah, right. That's, that's a thing I do. So then we'll move on to questions from Scarheart then. Scarheart. It, if you were given a week to spend anywhere in the world, where would it be? Hmm. I've always said I wanted to tour Austria. Like, Austria. I I don't remember what the cities are now, but go there's like five major cities, and they kind of go in a ring around the outside of the country. So like go to Vienna and and Innsbruck and wherever else. I don't remember why I wanted to do that, but that might be fun. Did you want to go to Austria because you were hungry? Wow. I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad at you right now, Enigma. <laughs> you were doing so well, and then you just fucked it up like a crackhead that you are, and you just wouldn't stop. All you had to say was, <laughs> and instead, you 
just opened your fucking mouth anyway. Do you understand why we hate you, Enigma? Do you understand? No. <laughs> Whoa, pencil, you need to calm down. How about you crack no, open some incest? No, you need to fucking shut up. There's a difference. Anyway. Get fucking wrecked. Jesus. High Air high five, pencil. That was great. Done now. We can go on. We can talk to our guests like a normal person. It's fine. Um, I, was there anything else you wanted to add on Austria? No, that's that's it. I'm, I, I will add that I'm not much of a like traveling kind of person. Like I've never been outside the United States before. I have been around it a bit, uh, but I I like I don't like going places. I don't know why. Hey, I haven't been outside the U.S. either. So by all means, you are not alone. Cool. Um, but the next question comes from Professor Plum. Hey. I have a feeling you might know who he is. Yeah. He has one simple question for you. Why? Because I can. Damn right. God damn right. Um, now we're going to go to some questions from Mike Snipe. God, that guy. Uh... It was a guy that you did not know his name was. I have no idea who that is. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, question number one. TrotCon 2017, bro? Probably. My friend Max dry, drags me to, to TrotCon at the very least. <clears throat> uh, sorry, I, 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 have to, I have to ask. Max Breezy or a different Max? No, he is, uh, he's not actually involved in the fandom. Oh, okay. You will know him because I hang out with him at TrotCon and he drives me everywhere. Hmm. We'll move to Mike's second question then. Um, he was also present for Rob Cakron getting shoved into the back of a car. I heard all about this. And so can you give us, can you give us a little uh, presence behind the, the Rob, shoving Rob into a car story? So last year's TrotCon, Rob Cakron got balls out drunk. And uh, we all decided to go get food, I think. And somebody opened up their car. It was like a hatchback. And uh, Rob was like, I call back seat. And he just dives headfirst over the seat, like through the trunk. And he remained that way, ass in the air, all the way out to wherever the hell it went was we went, like Worthington or something. And uh, when he got out of the car, he was wearing a hard hat that he was not wearing when he went in. So Rob yes. found a power... Rob found a power up in the back seat. He did. All right. Rob, Rob, you're wonderful, and and I adore yeah. you. But Jesus Christ. Oh man. Does your car still smell like uh, Rob milk? Okay. Oh, milk's car. Oh man. You said you said Rob comma milk, but it sounded like you said, "Does your car still smell like Rob milk?" And I don't know what Rob wow. milk smells like. Oh dear. But. I, I have questions. Nothing Why would anyone that. rob milk? Well, clearly, we want that hard hat. Yeah, and all the buttons. All right, we'll go to question number three. Um, how do you want your bribe to be on this cast to be paid? Um, small bills. I see. Small, non-traceable bills. How small are we talking here? Yes. Yes, he okay. Want, he <laughs> wanted a second to we have coins. Oh, yes. Actually, I have, in fact, I, paid my hockey dues, which was about $170, in a burlap sack of those gold coins. It was great. My captain was very upset at me, and then I became captain about a year later, and he paid for his dues to me 
in the same gold coins. So I can have those. All right. So I, can, I can pay you. I can pay your bribe in gold coins. I am able. Excellent. I love coins. Um, question number four, uh, shilling time. Uh, what's the review process for the Royal Camelot Library? What can you tell us about that? Okay. Um, so the Royal Camelot Library uh, consists of five people. It's myself, Chris, Horizon. We've been there since the beginning. And uh, currently our other two are Augie Dog and Soge. And one of us will come across a story we like and nominate it. We'll post to the... the um, I think it's a mailing list that we use through uh, through Google. So you know, post it. Um, here's you know, like the title and a link to it. Here's a blurb about why we think it's worth putting in. And we go to our spreadsheet and we put a one, and everyone can rate it um, negative one, zero, one, or two. If it gets a score of three, it goes to. Um, it's basically that gets it inducted into. Uh, into the library and then we go about you know writing the interviews um this can take a long time the whole process in fact takes a long time um if if a story is like under ten thousand words it'll usually go through pretty quickly whether it gets nominated or sent to the dungeon you know that that happens fairly reasonably if it's more like novel length it might take a couple of months and if it's you know, 200,000 words, there's one of those right now. It, no one's ever going to read it. Mm. Um, the rest of the process involves a lot of panicking because we're usually running like two weeks behind and we, you know, it's like, hey guys, it's Friday. We don't have anything to post next week. Panic time! Oh, God. I came to the library, flying, with, uh, flying from the seat of our pants since 2014. So then... How many stories are you guys typically voting on at any given time? Um, lately it's been not a whole lot. There's only I think six or seven in the check-in process, um, but it can be upwards of like ten, twelve, and uh, you know it's just whenever it gets to a score of three or more, or like three or four people vote on it and it's got one or less, mm -hmm. you know, then those go in the dungeon and uh whatever else goes into checkout and uh the the checkout process can be lengthy because a you know somebody has to write up the interview um b then we have to get it out to the writer and wait for them to get back to us and there are writers that we have not heard back from uh for months or actually years i think who are probably just not here anymore and that's always sad you know we want to we want to hear from these people we want to get the word out that, hey, this person wrote a really good story. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always work. And then what's the submission process like? If someone finds a story that they really, really like, or um, they want to submit their own story for review, what's that process like? Um, well, we don't accept self-submissions. Mm -hmm. We do have a submissions thread in our group. Uh, just, you know, go to the Royal, Royal, Royal Candlelight Library group on Fim Fiction. And the, like the sticky thread at the top is, you know, submit a story and we'll take and, you know, we'll take and look at it. Some, some of us go like, we'll immediately go and read the story. Um, I usually just throw it on my read it later, or if it's already on my read it later, I'll bump it up to one of my other lists. And, uh, you know, that just, they just kind of get mixed into the milieu. Uh, but yeah, we, we do take those nominations, those suggestions into consideration. Definitely. Perfect. Then let's move to number five. 
Um, how did you get involved with the site as a content contributor, site interviewer? What does that entail? Um, does that mean like the like the author interviewer thing that says below my yes. name? Okay, so that's because I work with the, the Royal Camelot Library. Um, the Royal Camelot Library was started because the uh, the Pony Fiction Vault run by RB-047, I think is mm -hmm. what his number is. Um, he was shutting that down. And it actually happened at a BronyCon one year. Benman came to me and he came to a couple of other guys. He's like, hey, you know, I want to start up a new thing. We're going to pick up where the Pony Fiction Vault left off. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep doing that. And Pony Fiction Vault had a, uh, um, an arrangement with Fin Fiction where RB Dash could, you know, cross post his stories, uh, his nominations and interviews a week after they went up on his site. And so we just kind of inherited that because we were, we were taking over, uh, the, the PFV's wheelhouse. And, um, when Ben Mann retired, cause he was the one, excuse me, he was the one doing it originally. Um, I ended up taking it over because uh, reasons, uh, possibly just because I said I would. So it was really more kind of a right place, right time type of thing. Yeah, I just sort of lucked into it, and okay. it doesn't give me any like benefits or anything other than the other than the great joy of people constantly asking, "Hey, how do I unsubscribe from your journals?" Like, oh, that makes <laughs> me feel great. Thanks. Oh, everyone values your opinion, present. It's cool. No, they don't. And they shouldn't. I'm only one person. All right. So now we'll go to questions from Tony Montana. Interesting. Uh, question number one. How did you first get into the fandom? How did I first get into the fandom? Okay. Story of how Present Perfect got into the fandom. Um, once upon a time, back when Griffin the Brushoff had just aired... This is what, episode six ever? Um, I was on Fur Affinity, and somebody, I think it was the artist who is now known as Must Love Frogs, had drawn a couple of pictures of Rainbow Dash and Gilda. And I really liked Gilda's design. And I saw, you know, it's from My Little Pony, and I'm like, wow, if I ever watch this show, I'm going to be hooked. So I avoided it until March of 2011. When my friend Max, who I mentioned earlier, said, you're going to sit down and watch ponies. And so I and my girlfriend at the time and a couple of other people all sat down in his living room and watched like the first eight or ten episodes together. And I was hooked because I know myself well enough <laughs> to know, be able to predict something like that. You know, I'm noticing a pattern where only we're. Other members are indoctrinated into the fandom by forcibly sitting them down like a cult. <laughs> yeah. And then my, my girlfriend and I spent like the next week or so marathoning the rest of season one. The first episode I saw on television was Over a Barrel. Um, oh, that yes. was the first episode that got me into the fandom. I, I'm not, I'm still not a fan of that episode. Anyway, the question was actually asking how I got into the fandom, right? Yeah. Herp. Um, I just kind of went looking for it at, at that point. Um, because I, I sort of knew that it existed, and uh, my first site was Ponychan. Um, mm -hmm. I was involved oh, in the... Lord, yeah. Oh, yeah. honey. It still exists. Did you know that? It does still exist, yes, but uh, really Slash MLP is better. It is. It is. 
Um, I was in I was in Pony Chan and I was in Fim Chan, and then I got involved in Equestria Daily, and then this Fim Fiction thing came up, and I said, "Who's going to use that?" <laughs> I could have I could have had like a two digit user code, man, but oh, no, man. I put it off. Oh, it's okay. We, we all we all know it now. So you certainly made up for lost time. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> Alrighty, so the next question is, what is the first fic that you ever read? First fic I ever read. That's um, that's hard, because I started reading fics in 2011, and I didn't start writing down when I was reading until 2012. Um, so I don't really know. I know one of the very earliest ones I read is The Party Hasn't Ended Yet by uh, Absolute Anonymous? That sounds pretty close. Or was that Butterscotch Sunday? I don't remember. Um, but that's the reason why I still like Pinky Dash. That mm. is a good show. All right. What attracted you specifically to film fiction? I think we probably already covered that, but do you, unless um, you have anything specifically to add. My, people I knew in the fandom were, were getting into it. And, you know, I finally was like, ah, oh, maybe this site has, you know, maybe it's a good idea to post some stuff there. Because the um, Pony Fiction Archive, was actually like a uh, um, what do I want to say? It was like a, a rival, you know. It was actually a legitimate thing at that point, where you know you want to have your stuff on the Pony Fiction archive, and then there's also this film fiction site, and you might as well cross post it there too. And then one of them took off. And here we are now. Clearly, yeah. Uh, let's see. Next question: How did you become a site interviewer? We already covered that. Yeah. How uncomfortable is this interview making you? <laughs> um, so far, it's not too bad. I'm I'm sure that will change. Aww, <laughs> Give it time. You. There's the possibility to change. Well, one questions coming up, so I guarantee you'll be uncomfortable after you read those. Everyone always is, and that's okay. That's, that's the problem with being on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I don't think this question is directed towards present, so I'll I'll open it to the to the group. Is being in Pencil's basement similar to being Sent to Rikers Island. I also don't uh, know what this reference is. It's a prison. Let me oh. let me be clear about something though. I live in California, so I don't have a basement because real quick, I do have yeah. a closet, and the closet is where I keep priests. We have pictures of it. It's true. Yeah. He has like those giant uh, hamster things for water dispensers and food. Actually, I think he's sitting in there like holding a single serving size bag of Cheez-Its. Like it's true. I have that bag. picture somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the next question is from Almighty Commenter. Why is an on pencil such a dork? Wow. Wow. People picking on me today. All right. Oh, yeah, they it. are. So yeah, this so is why, what it feels I, like. Why am I a dork, guys? Because uh, uh, I think you're. I think you're a dorkable. Oh God. Because of how you always write about penises, it's because secretly you desire one for your own. Well, I, I can get one anytime I want, so I don't know, Enigma. So let's move on to actually caring about our guest. Yeah! <laughs> this podcast is supposed guest. to be about. Um, about our guest, not my love of penis. Let's do we're going to move down to the other other guy. Who gives you a fuck, kill, marry scenario? Uh-oh. Oh, oh I read this one earlier. Your choices are Sunset Shimmer, Starlight Glimmer, and Twilight Sparkle. Okay, kill Starlight. Okay. And then why you gotta make me choose? You gotta choose. You've got a choice between bacon 
or whatever Twilight is. We promise we're only going to judge a little bit. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I, I, I will admit, I, I read this question earlier, and I actually spent like a day thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, I think we're going to have to go with, with Fox Sunset and Mary Twilight. Perfect. That's exactly what I would not choose. What is wrong with you? She would actually clean your apartment and or house all the time. You would never live in like slovenliness. Actually, if you get Twilight, you also get a free servant. Yes. Yeah, and I could abuse Spike every day of my life. Do you know how great that would be? I'm like, he's he's a dragon, and dragons are tough, so you can kick him. I know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Pencil, are you saying that you want to be Twilight's husband? Probably. Would you not? Maybe. Yeah, All so right. cut. Next question is, what is your best moment in your fandom? In the fandom, not your fandom. You have a fandom. He owns the <laughs> fandom, guys. My best moment in the fandom. That's that's an interesting question. Um, I don't have a really good memory for these kinds of things, but I mean, I know I have definitely had those moments, though, where like, things come together and it's really awesome or like you post a story and you go straight to the top of featured box and it's kind of a good feeling even though when you're not in the featured box you're like oh the featured box it's so so bourgeoisie what the everything is is great (laughs) we need to get an isolated mp3 of that that was great (laughs) but me specifically i'm i don't know i'm Occasionally, I do stuff, and I'm really happy about it. I guess I guess I could point to the story I wrote that's called "The Greatest Joke I'll, I Will Ever Write," um, mm-hmm. which is part of Fast Times at Stinky Sugar. If you haven't read that, please go read that because it's the greatest joke I will ever write. There's there's just no two ways about it. I personally think one of your best achievements is um, Art to Scratch is best ship. Yes. Oh man, I really need to write the sequel to that. <laughs> I, it sucks because now season six is just it. There's no point. Oh, April first, you can you can do all sorts of cool things. Wouldn't it be the one year anniversary of that thing? I don't actually know. Actually, yeah, you're right because I wrote that for April Fools, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Damn. I kind of follow you a little bit. Oh my. Um. So next question: uh, Which pony is the cutest? Which pony is the cutest, Sweetie Belle? You can say. Pre, pre-voice crack or uh, post? There's a difference. Well, her younger voice, where her voice, or the or the point where her voice started to crack a bit. I honestly haven't noticed. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Enigma doesn't matter. That's the correct way to go. Wow. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> next question is from Yawin Kales. Why is the present perfect? What's wrong with the past and the future? Uh, well, honestly, the past is probably better. The future's definitely going to suck. Thank you. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to go to Catalyst Cradle, who asks, The machine from death, the machine of death from active will has appeared. What does it say for each person in the podcast? I actually (laughs) don't know what this reference is. The cheeky answer... Okay, so uh, Machine of Death is, it, it, the, the, the thing I based Act of Will on is a collection of short stories by a bunch of people, including Skyrider. Um, 
about a the machine of death. It's a machine where you like you put a coin in, you stick your finger in the slot, it pricks you, takes a little bit of your blood, and then it spits out a piece of paper saying how you're gonna die. Ah, I know how I'm gonna die, so I'm curious. And the cheeky answer would be present perfect. Are you implying that you're gonna murder us all? I'm implying that you will die for me. Oh, not okay. that I will kill you. Well, this is the last final episode of the Good at JE podcast. Um, it's been a really great run, guys. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Yeah, okay, I'm right. curious, like how you think we'd all die. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know you guys well enough to really speculate. Although I have a feeling alcohol would be involved in more than one. Probably that's, true. Probably that's pretty true. accurate, actually. Yeah. Fair guess. Fair guess. Yeah. So. That brings us now to, of course, our viewers' favorite part of the podcast, Uh-oh. where we have people refresh, please, please decide refresh. to just not come back. I've, I've already refreshed. All right, so shall I do the little song? Yes, please do the song. I can't do my baby doll voice, but I can try. It was, it's time for questions with Bylon. We have a user that comes out and regularly asks questions and abuses the fact that this is a user question submitted podcast. So, all right. By all the means, prepare oh, your anuses. We're going to go in. No, be, be ready. These questions will be really inappropriate. Some of them will make you really uncomfortable. I, I, good luck. I wish you the best. I told you, you what happened later. By all means, feel free to pass. I Just let us read the whole question so our viewers can enjoy it, because some of these are yeah. pretty well done by a lot. Oh, my God. All right. Question number one. What is the most common mistake that ruins a perfectly good story for you? The most common mistake... Um, probably not knowing when to stop. And usually it's stopping too early, um, but occasionally stories will just drag on and on and on. And it's like, especially with comedies, you have to hit the sweet spot. If you keep going, the, the, com- the joke is dead. Oh, okay. Well, let's just cross all my stories off the list. <laughs> Uh, next question is, is money with a nice polite request or blowjob a good way to bribe you for a review? Uh, money as a bribe for a review. Maybe I won't commit to it publicly. All right. Uh, what are your plans to take a hold on the elusive authors you're trying to interview? Plans to take a hold on the elusive authors. Well... I don't, I don't know. More elusive, you know, it's interesting. I actually went and tracked somebody down via Tumblr because of a, like, offhanded comment somebody left on a post somewhere. I was like, this person's still around, and she's on Tumblr. She never got back to me, unfortunately, but, you know, it was a step closer. We thought that one was completely dead. So the, the answer is I will do anything necessary. And if anybody knows where Chicken Vortex is, let me know. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Just like our grapes. The Why next are question. Grapes? It's, Why are you grapes? It's a long it's a long story. Fine. Uh, which alicorn is most likely to screw one of their guards for fun and or to relieve stress and frustration? Probably Luna. Cause I guarantee Celestia's got too much of that like ancient motherly thing going on for them to actually be willing to do it 
and Luna's from, you know, a thousand years ago when that was a lot more common. And she's just like, whatever, man, you know, I get dick whenever I want it. Free love. Yes. All righty. Uh, we have a would you rather, and you got three choices. Okay. Would you rather A, be hung upside down by a butcher's hook through your asshole? Mm. Two, get your jaw detached by a crane hook? Or three, get nipple piercings and have those ripped out? Those are all pretty terrible. They're not, they're, welcome to these questions. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to get worse. There are weeks that I feel actually violated having to say them out loud. Did Vylon's... not the big question yet, Priest. I have. Trust me. Did Vylon see the movie Hellraiser before asking these questions? Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm sure Vylon lives the movie Hellraiser every day of her life. Oh. Of course, anyway. you know, if you're getting hung upside down by a hook through your asshole, you're going to fall off of it, like, immediately. Because you your that. asshole goes straight down. But remember, it's like so, a fish hook. That's why the hook is curved. Yeah. Oh, mm, let's go with the last one. We'll, we'll humor him. I think I think that works properly. Humor her, by the way. Her? She, okay. She is a crazy, crazy bitch. And I love her for that. Though we, that we wouldn't be in a room alone with her. Yeah, I totally would. I would be alone in a room with that girl in a heartbeat. Don't even. Bylon comes to BabsCon. No one is the same. What do you think of the woman who seduced, <clears throat> raped a 16-year-old and then sued him for child support? That's terrible. Correct. That is correct. correct answer. That is the correct good answer. Good job. You did good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yep. God. Yep, good humor. Uh-oh. Oh. Priest, you can you know, sometimes it. I stand back and I wonder if I should really be the host of this podcast. Priest, but... do the thing. Okay. What do you think of the morgue worker who got arrested after a DNA test revealed that she gave birth to a dead man's baby? That's fascinating. There, you'll, you'll find more about how that works in her next Pre question. President, doesn't that sound like the reverse scenario of Berserk? I I only watched like one episode of Berserk, and that was a long time ago. I've never seen any episodes. I just know how he was born. That's interesting. I don't know that much. So, what do you think? What do you think here? Just um, that it's think fascinating. That that takes some skill, honestly. Okay, are you ready for a little role playing then? Are you ready? <sighs> Here we go. These, these, this is your sec, uh, your self-insert second-person story right here. This oh, is shit. what we're gonna put you through. Oh, get ready. You are that morgue worker now, and you are released by registering a plea for insanity. Then, to get compensation for the trouble of being arrested, you sue the dead man's widow for child support. You win. Unfortunately, instead of giving you the money, the court decides to take your baby into state custody which makes you sad because you had plans for the baby. Morgues are also rejecting you now for whenever you apply for a job. It's your passion. How dare they deny you of any of your life callings? I think I read that wrong. They deny you of your life calling. There we go. Fortunately, you meet a guy who is totally turned on by what you do. And to your surprise, he even gives you his absolute consent and permission to kill him and use his corpse. Will you accept the offer? to make each other's dreams come true and kill him for a short-lived yet super satisfying and unforgettable one time, or will you decline and just be content on role-play so you get less satisfying fucks to put an agreed, guaranteed partner? 
And this happens every week. This happens every week. Yes, every week. Bylon is a regular. We love her to death. As well, this question subject. And they're different every week. Every week they're different. The mitigating factor in this scenario is knowledge of the uh, the cannibal from Germany who cooked and ate his partner and then got arrested and like sent to jail for it. Like, oh, you're you're aware of that? Oh, as well? I remember yeah. that in like Onion News, like not the Onion News. Go ahead. Yeah, because like the, the courts, even if it's consensual, don't really like murder. So that's you know that's the tricky part. Didn't he? Didn't he try again to find another person to eat? I'm. I don't know what happened afterwards now. Oh, uh, the next. Oh God. So, so you decided you're gonna keep your partner alive and just role play corpse plus? Probably. I'm getting right. angry. Wow. God, what the fuck? Enigma, you you are uh, actually distressing sometimes. All right. So give give him, give him the information in the spoiler because this is fascinating this, and horrifying information. The spoiler question. Do you know that a dead man can ejaculate because his urge to come is from a nerve located in the spine instead of the brain? No, I did not know that. Yep, you can jack off dead people. And now the final question. Oh, boy. Would you like to review links I would send to you with your permission? With a, what's that, Lenny face? There's a Lenny face. I think I'd rather not. (laughs) There you go. Good boy. That was the violon questions. Now we're going to lose half our viewers as we move on to Snuffy. How do you feel? Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's Are you okay? Let's we'll do a little let's, aftercare here. Let's just, yeah, <laughs> how, are you, how are you holding up, kiddo? I've been on the internet for a long time. I was actually talking about this with someone recently. And it's like, yeah, I when I first started out, I was really grossed out and weirded out by everything. But these days... It takes an effort. That wasn't really enough. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Some people, it really distresses them. So We see so much, we get desensitized. And yeah. So you've, you've, you've run the gauntlet of the violon and come out the stronger for it. Good job. I'll, I'll admit I get a little queasy in the middle, but I'm a, I'm a very squeamish person. We you don't understand. Last, last week, nobody is going to be squishing uh, aborted fetuses' heads. That's true. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gets bad. It's not. It's not a hate, or it's not a. It's not a bash on anyone if they're not able to get through the questions. I mean, Colton Gardez, he had, he had nothing to do with any of Violon's questions. He's like, nope, nope, oh, nope, man. nope. Stig's been on this. I need to go find an episode and listen to it. We have a lot of really cool people on this. Yeah. You included. I mean, obviously, because I'm here. Right. Well, now we're legit because you're here. For coming and hanging out with us, sometimes I'm really, I'm really bad at being self-absorbed. I try. <laughs> we can help. We can help. We we will we'll stroke your ego for days. Pencil, when you said thank you for coming in that voice, why did I picture you as a serial killer, like a woman who pretends to be a little girl who pretends who kills men? This is half action. Anyway, that's, that's literally the plot to Hard Candy, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's um, let's move on to some of these questions. Um, okay. Number one. Very few stories manage to make a really memorable OC. Why is that? What do they do wrong? Designing a character is, I think, a lot more involved than a lot of writers realize. 
Um, cause you can go out there and find all sorts of resources for how to make your character memorable, you know, how to make them jump off the page. And it takes a lot of work. And furthermore, I think it also takes a lot of experience. Like you need to have met people and really thought about like the ways that they act and the ways that you can take those behaviors and, and turn them into, you know, characters in the, in the written word. Um, but I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not easy to do. And a lot of people who write fan fiction, you know, they're not for one reason or other, they're not willing to put in that much work or they don't realize that they need to put in that much work. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world and it's something that can be learned. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. It just comes with your general writing skills, being yeah. able to create and develop characters. Yeah. Um, question number two. Do you have any tips on making an interesting pony OC? Interesting pony OC? Correct Amundo. Huh. Well, I mean, in in many ways, uh you can just follow any tips for making an interesting character, period. Yeah. Um things that help with specifically pony OCs. Um let's let's focus on one thing. The name. Think about the name. How does it relate to like their special talent? Why would their parents have named them that when they were a child? If it's a really weird name, how was life growing up with that name? Because far too often I see characters with really weird, you know, like Vector. This is my my Vector Ether, my OC who likes writing. And it's like, what? Why? What? What does that name have to do? with any of that and why would a pony name another pony that there's a very you know there's a definite pattern to pony names and uh and i'll say this too there are not nearly enough ocs out there with names like cheerily or scootaloo mm, just kind of the one name thing yeah those are those are not as easy to get you know, I, I'm picturing a scenario where Anon is like in a bookstore and he sees this little kid reading and he goes up to the kid who's reading about nuclear stuff. And he goes, what's your name, little boy? And the kid goes, my name's um, Nuclear Armageddon Genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, kid. And then he walks away. It's like, I don't want to deal with this at all. Oh, but that actually segues really well, the, the, the names deal. Because now Snuffy's going to ask you to role play a little bit. Um, yeah. You arrive in Equestria as the OC. Nix, which is obviously from Passin's Penstroke's signature story. Oh, God. You arrive at the ending of the story. I don't know anything about the ending of the story, so let's try and... I don't remember the ending of the story either. Uh, and your only way back is to make Rumble your very special sub pony. How do you accomplish this? I kill myself. Perfect! That was... Really? No one else liked that? I thought that was great! And this is <laughs> that was fucking great! Like, very, very gently just massaging the side of my head right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's all, it'll all be okay. And now we're going to go to a different OC. Uh-oh. This time it's Batsy Fluff and Tuft. Fuck that! Mm -mm. You are on super probation, and the only oh. way to get back is to give Celestia a French kiss. How do you accomplish this? I kill myself. Yes! That's a better answer. Good job. <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay. 
Now let's go to a different friend of the podcast. Now you're Crystal Wishes. Oh, oh. God. Hi, Crystal, baby. Uh, you are at the start of the series of all the Crystal Wishes, Crystal Hopes, all of that. And your only way uh, to get back to Equestria is to find and bed Silent Night, which is her big uh, um, shift character in those series. How do you accomplish this? Man, that's that's a hard question because I did read Memoirs of a Real Guard. Yes. I don't really remember how they got together because I was very not invested in that relationship. Oh, so like, oh, we lost somebody. It's okay. Uh, it's Enigma. Enigma will come back. I think it's internet's bad. The answer is do whatever happened in the story, but I don't remember what that is. Right. Well, that's that's fine. We'll just isolate that clip and send it off to Quill and Blade, and everything will be fine. I don't know. Just wait till he breaks up with iridescence and then go wave my tail in his face or something. That works, doesn't it? <laughs> No, that will work. Perfect. Um, then last but not least, the final OC that we have a question about is uh, Deep Throat Coxlet. <laughs> the screaming is beautiful. I love it. I mean, that's that's from Hardcover, and she's kind oh. of a big deal. People love her. Uh, your only way back is to embrace your true talent and ultimate destiny. How do you accomplish this? Oh, man, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh shit i forgot i take it thing. the story gets a big uh vote of confidence from you a big recommendation i forgot that was a thing yeah, and now you remembered now you remembered that this exists how does it feel to know you exist in the same world as this wow of course that's not nearly as good as princess fart sock oh my god that's a thing I think that's an Aragon thing. Don't quote me though. Ooh, Princess Fartsock. I'll ask him. I've whoever whoever came up with Princess Fartsock. I've been trying to get them to finish writing the story for years now because I need this anyway. Kitsune Risu. Oh, the answer is Kitsune Risu because I always confuse him with Aragon because I'm a terrible person. Yeah, that's the question itself. Do you even have to ask? Isn't it? Isn't it obvious? Yes, you really yourself. Actually, yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, you could also body swap Deep Throat with someone on Fimfic. Who do you pick? What? I don't even know what that means. I'd, I'm just as lost as you. Pass. All right. Yay, our first then, pass. Good job. As an extra question, there is a question. Oh, God, for me. Is it scary being in a relationship with a non-pencil? And the code word for yes is cupcake. Um mm -hmm. Well, first of all, that's not the safe word. Everybody no. knows cupcake is never the safe word. Um, but to be super real here, um, being in a relationship with a non-pencil has been the most fulfilling thing that I can say I've ever been in the last few years, and I love her to death. That got super serious and like actually feelsy, and now I feel like uncomfortable because people actually hurt you and me being nice to each other, and I'm not sure how to feel about this. Well, so let's move along to Lisa Claire. I know, right? I like to think I'm terrifying to be in a relationship with, especially when we go out places, because... Oh, God. If, if Yeah, no. Priest, what, ha what happens when you go out to any place with me? Um, you squeeze my hand so hard that it's going to break, and we sing Frozen. 
Oh my god. I know people. I always I, oh. I drink and I, I drink and I know people. It's true. I'm learning so much. Oh. You did pretty much get me like two free shots of McCallum's twenty four. It was a great day for that. Or I, or the pizza or you know or, the yeah. I misheard you. I thought you said you drink people. I Yes. Yes. That, well, I, I, I mean I, I drink and I know people and I also know and drink people. That's how it works. That that's how I do things. Oh, Priest, why are you showing me as a big stupid softy to the world? Stop that! Let's move the questions from Lisey Claire. Um, Yay. First question is, is there anything you'd like to see written so far doesn't exist? Um, how about all the story ideas that I've come up with and just done nothing with? God, if I had some focus, I would have over a hundred fucking stories on this site, and some of them would be giant epics, and they would be really good, goddammit! You'd basically be Admiral Biscuit. Could be. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That wasn't meant as a dig at Admiral Biscuit. It I love the guy. sounded like such a dig for you. No, it wasn't! No, I love the guy! Oh, God, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. I have one of his shirts, so I basically am him anyways. Wow. Perfect. You guys are that intimate, huh? Sharing shirts. Is his, like, bigger than... Bigger, is his, his, like, two sizes bigger than yours? I'm not going to answer that. That wow. wow. Okay. Let's uh, move to Lisa's next question because Enigma's an asshole. Um, <laughs> we knew that already. Why voice readings review? Why voice readings review? Um. That, well, is that like two separate things, or is he actually re asking about voice reviews? Because I've only done like one of those. Um. I think the question is, why do you review voice readings? Oh, why do I review voice readings? Um, it's one of the many services I offer. I mean, the, the whole thing with, with Fic Reviews is I'm going, you know, would you want to read this story? Or what person would want to read this story? With the voice reviews, it's, you know, should you listen to this, this Fic reader? And let me tell you, there are a whole bunch of people out there reading fanfics. I am still finding new ones to this day. And those will be coming up in another 30 or so audiobooks. So what's your what's your criteria for, for choosing different reviewers and stuff? There's there's a whole bunch of reviewers and definitely audio reviewers that want to kind of break in into this fic reviewing scene. And like back in the day, like back way in the day, there was like Mike the microphone. I was just yeah. doing like one or two things. And now today we have Scribbler, we have Quelling Voice, we have um, all the things that you get a part of. We have Wooten, we have all sorts of stuff on Equestria Live, we have writers' workshops. Go watch the writers' workshops. What what makes you choose a specific audio review over another? Well, okay, there's what makes me choose a, an audio reader, and then there's what makes a good audio reader. I need volume. That's about it, um, because I listen to audiobooks while I'm in the shower, so I got water running, and I can't hear shit if you're too quiet. Mm. Um, this does not necessarily make a good audiobook listening experience for everyone, however. Um, but some, some good things to keep in mind if you're looking to get into thick readings and you want to do a good job. Microphone quality, number one. Don't use your onboard laptop mic. Even... 
even the microphone that comes with like a pair of headsets with a, with a pair of headphones is better than an onboard microphone. So definitely don't use the microphone mm -hmm. that comes in your phone. That's like super bad. Um, if you can't spring for, I, I am currently speaking to you through a Blue Yeti, which is right. a pretty solid, um, like $100 microphone. If you can get one of those, get one. If you can't, just get something. Yeah, I'll pause you for a second and say that Milk and I both use Blue Yetis. Enigma, uh, what do you use? Uh, Star Wars headset. And pen Pencil, what do you use? Oh, God, I have the box somewhere here. It's from it's from a company called BMI. It's really shitty, but it was, uh, you know, free. I want it, so. It's literally better than nothing, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, continue. Before this, I was using a Nady USB-1C. Uh, which was more like a $50 microphone. Also had decent quality, not nearly as good as this, though. Holy crap, the Blue Yeti is a good, good microphone. Um, but yeah, there's that. Um, and I, I think the other thing is just like enunciate, like, because when you're talking to people and you're like kind of slurring words together and you're talking really fast because that's what you normally do because you live in like an urban situation or you live in Northeast Ohio like me and you talk really fast all the time, don't do that. <laughs> Slow yeah, no. Down enunciate your words take your time because there's no like you don't have it's not a race there's no time limits really unless your youtube channel is doing the the 15 minute cap in which case read a bunch of really short fix first so you can get that removed and then you're mm -hmm. fine yeah um but i mean most of most of what i hear that turns me off of readings is just really poor quality you know there's a lot of background noise they, uh, they slur their words, and I mean, this can be hard for people who have speech impediments who are not native English speakers. Um, thick reading is actually a really good way to help yourself with that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, one of the readers I listen to is Visual Pony, and he's got a really thick German accent, but he's also a very clear speaker, um, and, you know, he, he doesn't go fast, and he constantly mispronounces words, but you kind of get used to that after a while. Yeah. And uh, and I really enjoy listening to his stuff. He's the one who's reading uh, um, Project Horizons, and I'm really looking forward to getting back into that. But, you know, anyone can do it. Uh, you don't need a lot of expensive equipment to do it well. It's just practice, and don't worry if your first half dozen or so don't make a splash. Just just keep at it. Equestria Daily is now uh, posting audiobooks that people do, especially... Well, I, I think it's, I don't think it has to be stories on the site anymore. You know, so long as it's, it's general audience, um, mm -hmm. you can, you can get them to post that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's a lot of really great stuff through um, oh, Ponybell Live too. There's a really, it's really, really easy to submit content to them as long as you have some um, uh, good YouTube playlists of what you're doing. Um, they, they do a little bit of quality control, but as long as you can show that you're trying and you're improving. Exactly. It, it, that's, that's the name of the game. Like I was really interested in doing things like these podcasts and the writer's workshops, mostly just because I, I have a, a slight stutter and by working on these, working on these every week, it's a good practice for me to work on my speaking skills. Yeah. For, for me, for me, it was pacing because I have a tendency to rush my words and I have to, you know, if I slow down, everything sounds fine. So yeah, go talk and stuff, talk into a microphone and maybe people will listen.
I'm just a narcissist who loves the sound of my own voice, and I really don't care who's listening. So that works for me too. Damn right. And also, if you're really serious about it, you know, go out and listen to the various uh, resources out there, like uh, Deft Funks. Well, I mean, that's more for voice acting, but I mean, there 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 are a lot of resources out there. Scribbler's got videos about how to read stuff. Uh, I think Goombasa has videos about that too. And you know, take take feedback, take criticism. And don't get discouraged if uh, if only one or two people are listening, because that means you've captured the attention of one or two people, and that's really cool. It it starts small and builds up. That's how it always goes. It doesn't matter whether it's stories or fic readings or whatever it is. Um, the next question is, will you make any more crazy pre-reader videos? Oh, man. Um, so, like, the, the shit pre-readers say videos? Yeah. Um, I want to do one more of those. Uh, the 20, 2015, I think, is going to be the last one because uh, Spurs does not update anymore. Um, you know, I, I can't. I was basically the only person putting stuff on that site, and now I rarely even go in the chat because uh, I, I am splitting my attention between Skype, Discord, and IRC. And, uh, you know, so nothing's going up. People aren't voting. And I was going to do one more, and then my computer exploded. So I haven't been able to do that. I, I would like to go back and do that, though, because, like, at the same time, I was going to do my my top 20 Bernie songs of, of 2015, and I'm just not going to do that anymore because that's, you know, that's run its course. That's done. But the, the Spurs video, I think, will be worth doing. I just have to get a lot of money to fix my hard drive. Also, imagine it'd probably be pretty difficult to do some of those top videos when you have people like uh, I think it's Jay Holler and AC Race Best that really do a lot of that kind of stuff with the fandom. Yeah, well, no, they nobody still really cared about my top videos, anyways. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's okay. That's another thing I did because I enjoyed it. There you go. That's the main reason to do it. So now we've got questions from Aragon. <clears throat> oh and, shit! Oh boy. I, I suppose I could try to do this in like an Aragon voice, and but I don't think I'll oh. do it justice. Oh um, man! How come you're never online, you fuckaroo? That's my first question, not a statement. Read it as a question. How come you're <laughs> never online, you fuckaroo? You fuckaroo. I do a lot of stuff during the day, and I usually only get online at like nine or ten at night for about an hour until I go to bed. And like I said, I split my attention between three different places. And so I'm not, I mean, I'm not everywhere at once. How dare you? It's sad, but it's, it's what we live with. Uh, let's see. Next, what's most important in a story, in your words, the core concept or the execution? Definitely the core concept. Execution can be fixed. Bad concepts generally cannot. All right. Uh, the next question is what got you into reviewing in the first place? Did, did we um, answer that? Already? I think so. I'm, I'm patting him onions. I like right. sharing onions. Do you think reviewing has helped you with your own writing? Probably not. Ooh. I'm not. I, I may be somewhat self-absorbed, but I'm not that self-reflective. Huh. Has has it made you cynical to the world? Somewhat. Interesting. Okay. Um. That's all of Aragon's questions. We went through them lightning fast, so I hope oh. that did him justice. What do you know? We did something lightning fast with Aragon. Lewd. <laughs> That's really lewd. Uh, now we're going to redshirt 47. Um, 
Oh gosh, these are just talking about the zombie. Just, co- just uh, gushed. Wait, wait, I'm wait, just going to go back. Down. I'm just going to go back and in this place oh. ask Blades question. Slow down, priest. Who just gushed at the name of Red Shirt? I just heard that. I don't know. It was not I. It was, it was probably not a female voice. Ah, milk. Uh, anyway, I'll ask what Vlade's question was in this place. <clears throat> Suck. That's the question. That's not a question. It there is a go. question. <laughs> uh, then we'll go to Rob Cakron 53 Hey! Also known as that guy that wrote My Little Dashie. It's so great, isn't it, Rob? Don't you just love My Little Dashie and how much fame My, my Little Dashie is the best fic ever. <laughs> Y'all three years old. Oh. Um, next question. First question is, what is your beef with crotch tits? <laughs> you see, that sounds like you're just taking your man beef and slapping crotch tits with it, which has its own entire appeal. So, you know what? Cool. Thanks, Having Rob. interpreted it that way, I'm not going to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> They don't belong there! That's where they are! No, it's terrible! <laughs> what, do you want them on their chests? Not on the ponies, no. Okay. The ponies. They, they, they should just not be there, period. Can yes. you imagine crotch tits on humans? Oh, God, stop! Like, you oh. go to unzip her pants, and they like, a pair of D-cups just, like, spill over the top of her jeans. That's somebody's fetish. Yeah, I spent literally weeks bandaging those. Oh, um, also because uh, apparently our viewers want to drink. Uh, that is one shitty review. That's two drinking words. Drink up, kids. Oh, Yay. shit. Uh, next question from Rob. <clears throat> How involved are you really with FimFic? I know you do mostly fic reviews and the like, but are you in contact with the mods regularly and ever get behind the scenes here and there? Um, I, honestly, I, I post the, the weekly blogs for the RCL. Um, I do communicate with Nighty. He's, he's in the Equestria Daily pre-readers chat. Um, so I see him there every now and then. All I can actually do with the site, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, um, other than post the social blogs, is I can go into the admin panel, I can see who has been banned recently, and I can see who has uh, passed the most fix. For the the like the thick, what do you call them? Whatever the admins or the the moderators do to put fix on the site, I can see who's done the most of that. That's it. Huh? So, uh, you, you just so you just sit there and kind of indulge in your knowledge more than anything else. Yeah, sometimes I I'll, I'll go in there every now and then, like if I see. If I see somebody has gotten banned and then the last time I saw them they weren't banned, I'll go see if it was recent and maybe if there's a, a reason for it. But other than that, you know, I can't do anything and I don't generally do anything with the knowledge anyways. Well, it's still kind of enlightening to know. Um, the next question is, is or isn't Uno the best card game in existence? Oh, God, Rob. I can't, I can't play Uno anymore. Not the way you play it, son. What does he? What does he do? Is there a story behind this? He plays no. like fucking three decks at a time. Yes, Playing Uno with him right. is insane. 
No, Rob plays it right. Rob understands the hardcore Uno method. And you only play Uno. You don't play like Uno Go or Uno Spin or Uno Flip or anything like that. That shit. Oh, no, yeah. you play Uno. No, yeah, no Uno, Uno is great though, and you have to play it cutthroat. You have to be willing yeah. to lose friendships because you absolutely will damage them. And you gotta be willing to slap your hand down and challenge that wild draw for, okay? The goal of Uno is to steal the green cards, right? Wow. Thanks, Mexican. Sure. That was really helpful. <laughs> I'll uh, remind you of that if I ever play with you. Enigma actually is Mexican, which is why anytime he talks about getting a green card, we just kind of shake our heads sadly. Isn't that right, or the Lanker baby? Well, I'll remember to challenge Preston to a hot game of Uno at the upcoming BronyCon if you're there. Well, if you guys can do a hot game of Uno, I want to watch. Take video. We'll yeah, do I'm probably not going to be at BronyCon again. No! Sad. I've only went, I only went twice, and it's just... You know, it's one of those things where if I have the money to go, I don't have the time because I'm working. Mm. Fair, fair. I don't have the money right now. And then, let's see, Rob Cakerin continues on. Also, Milk, I was not shoved into your trunk. I strategically placed myself through the back hatch <laughs> because trying to squeeze into a back door and behind a back seat would have been impossible. I have a beer gut of a 40-year-old. Your car is evil. End of story. Bitch, please. We had to fucking shove your fat ass into that car. <laughs> well, I, I will say there was strategy in that he be, he started the motion, but yeah, it had to be finished by others. <laughs> wow. Oh. All right. Now we're going to go to Major Dude, who has a bonus question. If you were forced to kiss one of the podcasters, who would it be? Um, It would have to be... Well, see, now I'm put in a, in a situation because I'm not into guys, so the only one I want to kiss is Pencil, but she's in a relationship, oh. and, you know, I have too much respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to questions from Alex Underscore. Oh, no, that's okay! No, it's okay! It's okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd still kiss you, baby. No worries. Yay. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad, yay! <laughs> Alright, so Alex underscore. <clears throat> How do your normal interviews and interview style compare with this podcast? Normal interview, like the, the interviews for the RCL people? Um, well, it's not consisting, it, it, it's not, this is not a written document consisting of eight pre-generated questions and three to five uh, individual questions, so it's completely different. Hmm. I'm guessing you're really underwhelmed then you really wish it was the pre-generated questions fashion then, huh? No, no, this is, this is fun. I think a lot of people think that I do all those questions. And while I do a large number of the interviews, I don't do all of them. It's, it's not a one man job. If it was, it wouldn't be happening because my God, it's a lot of work. All right. Uh, is there anyone on the site, or not on the site anymore, you particularly want to interview? Well, I mean, um, I really want to really get the interview with Chicken Vortex, because um, that one's been sitting around the longest. Um, yeah, I mean, any of, the, uh, any of the authors who haven't gotten back to us, and the, uh, the couple who actually refused... Because that has happened more than once. 
they actually refuse to do yeah. the interview. I, I think I think it's mostly out of humility, like, you know, this this story or me as a writer is not worth putting into your library. And it's like, mm. well, we but we think it is. Can you please do the thing? And they're just like, no. So we respect that. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Now we have a question for the podcast regulars. Is there anyone in particular, Brony related or not, that you want as a guest on this podcast? We kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, we'll try and rapid fire it here quickly. Uh, Pencil? I'd love to get Dusty Cat on here eventually because he's a sweetheart and it'd be really fun to actually talk with him and have it recorded. I think it'd be cool too. Enigma? Uh, uh, no whacking or Eileen Monty because the voice of Octavian Vinyl. Right. Of course. Um, I'd listen to I think it'd be cool to have Vanna Mellon in, honestly. Like, Vanna Mellon's getting really, really big in the community recently, and she's just huge. So, uh, I think that'd be cool. Milk? Uh, I'm kind of a toss-up between Nighty and Pickleus. Both would be really cool people to talk to. Mm. I, I have an answer for this, too. Go on. I think you should get DWK. DWK. I can't say I... Place the the guy the guy who does the totally legit reviews. Mm. Oh, you don't know this. You need to go look this no, up. No, I don't. I'm I'm terrible. I, oh, I could probably try to see if we could find Solrak and just Dude, see if he can oh, just man, scream yeah. for two straight hours. And I, 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 I had his mother play the melee with him uh, at a at a con. And I was trying to put my Jigglypuff up against his Marth, and he just wrecked me. It wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even like a little bit. Uh, but so you say he smashed you? He he just dominated me. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, it wasn't good for both sides. A priest prefers, you know, the dominating when both sides are given full consent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Don't read into that too much. Next question. Uh, Do it. Are any of you doing anything interesting this weekend? Uh, present, you get it first. Nope. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I'm trying to get over being sick. Yay! As am I. So, next question. Um, so, have any of you guys got, like, um, funny stories or anything? Present. Just just in general? Yeah, yes. I was like, like, not even, like, fanfiction stories, just, like, a funny story that you would tell people if you're in a bar and, and we're looking to make friends. Um, give me a minute because I can come up with one, but I need to think about how much needs to be explained beforehand. Oh, oh by all means. We're, we're a story-sharing podcast, so whenever yeah. you feel like you're ready for that, by all means. Well, um, the next question I think is perfect for while he thinks of this. Um, Alex underscore, is it sad that this podcast is by far the main highlight of my week? Oh, yes. Yes, we it's should... very, very sad. You should feel bad about that. Fun. We should get this guy some therapy or something. I, I want to give you a hug, man, because, like, I'm happy that we can be that for you, but I'll, by all means, like, get a loot box or something. <laughs> we are not a substitute not... for alcohol, even though not... we should drink alcohol when you hear us. Not sponsored by Loot Crate. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> um, okay, i What's that present? <laughs> I've got my story. Go for yes! it. Yes! So, okay, Max and I have a, uh, a mutual friend. So the two of us have been friends since high school. Another friend of mine since high school, his name is Miles. Miles is like maybe five foot six. He's, he's really short. 
His beard is it comes in ginger, even though he's he's not himself. He has broken literally every bone in his body at least once, many of them twice. Ooh. He's broken so many bones that he cannot breathe when it is cold because his ribs contract. Oh, and he has broken all these bones by doing things like playing chicken with a semi truck and winning. Why? Oh my god! Why? How do because... you win? <laughs> he won not dying? I don't know. Fair. He's, he's crossed a river by climbing underneath an overpass. Holy like, shit. if you ever look at the underside of a bridge, uh -huh. there's, like, crossing stuff. Yeah, he did that once. I was there when he came to the other side. He is a crazy motherfucker is what I'm trying to get across here. Mm -hmm. And these days he's mellowed out a lot, but he still does a lot of dumb things. So... More recently, like in the last year or two, my friend Max started drinking. Like, he finally got into alcohol. He's like, I'm sick of occasionally having alcohol and just going, because I can't take it. So he's like, I'm going to very specifically try and get to myself to a point where I can drink alcohol regularly. And so Miles likes drinking stuff, too. We all get together at Max's on the weekend and, and try something new. And Miles found out that when he drinks enough, rather than like get drunk he sort of passes out we found out this is called it's some kind of a fugue um but basically you know he'll be you know he'll, he'll have a, a drink or two and he'll be talking and talking and the conversation will continue on and then we'll all sort of notice that he is asleep like he just sort of asleep on the couch and then he'll wake up and he's perfectly sober this is a thing that he does we're not really sure why he has done things like pass out while leaning up against a refrigerator, which we will never let him live down. But the story I'm going to tell, <clears throat> we had been we had been drinking because we do that on on weekends, and we went to the dollar store to get some cookies or something. I don't know because Max lives right next to a dollar store. They have cookies that don't taste like crap. So we go in there. And Miles is giving me shit because he does that sometimes. He's like, you know, playfully punching me in the arm. And I'm just like, no, no, no. And then at one point we, we stop because we've gotten to the, the part of the store that we're going to. And he leans against me. I'm like, you know, oh, come on, you know, quit playing around. And I just sort of shoulder nudge him to the side. He goes down. He hits the floor. At which point I'm like, oh, um. Well, it turns out he had passed out on me, and I thought he was just fucking around. And so <laughs> he kind of ate the floor. <laughs> so, you know, we get back and we laugh about this. This year, he was telling this story. And the way that he told it, he says, you know, at, at this point, I've been messing around with, with present this whole time. The next thing I know, I wake up on the floor. And, you know, present, who is one of my meekest friends, just knock me the fuck out. And I'm like, wow, I can use this. <laughs> Have and you the, been trying to maintain the lie? What? Keep, keep going, keep going. I interrupted you by accident. The, the story basically ends that he starts giving me shit again, and I just turn to him. I, I can't remember what he was doing. He was like chewing on my arm or something. That's a, that's a standard Miles thing to do. And I just, I palm his head because I am more than a head taller than he is. I palm the top of his head, tilt his head up. 
I get right down next to him and I go, I took you out once. <laughs> and that's the story of how I am able to kill my friends by saying things. Good job. So like I was saying when I interrupted you, have you been trying to maintain this lie ever since? <laughs> so far, so good. He doesn't live around here anymore, so I only get to see him around the holidays. But uh, I make the most of it. Alrighty, now we're going to skip down to Wanderer D, who hey. is a guy who does things. He does. He's kind of well known. We, 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 we've talked to him before. Yeah, he gave us the D before. Wanderer does. So, first question. Why shouldn't Octavia own a cell phone? Because ponies don't fucking own cell phones. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I feel like if a unicorn were to get a cell phone and they put it next to their head, their horn would act as an antenna. I, that's actually kind of neat. I hadn't thought about that before. Although, so, if, if, if we discount the fact that cell phones don't exist in Equestria, I can't, honestly can't think of a good reason. It's true. That had to be an alternate be, universe type thing. She would be one of the more responsible cell phone users in Equestria. Hmm. So the next question from Wanderer is, when are you attending BronyCon again? We're going to all miss you. When I get some fucking money, goddammit. GoFundMe go for Present it. Perfect. We need him there. No, I, I need a GoFundMe for my computer first. That's more important. Uh, Very fair. Uh, next question is, what is the best twist in a story that you've read so far? Twist is the best twist. That was pretty sassy, dude. I have to say, that was pretty sassy. I, I I have to admit, one of these days, I'm going to write a story with a secret twist ending where twist shows up. That's that's going to be the end. And will somebody <laughs> say what a twist? Will somebody actually Someone say is, what a twist? Some, one of the characters is going to unzip themselves, and it's twist inside. That was the secret twist that was there all along. What do you think of the twist at the end? It was M. It was M. Night Shyamalan. I might steal this idea before Biscuit or someone else gets the chance to ha uh, steal it. Just there's a twist at the end. That's the title of the story, and I think the twist shows up. Figured out where I want to do that too. I can't. Yeah, don't that. steal it from Present Perfect. It's already oh. his idea, Priest. You can't. Well, all right, it's all yours. Go for Jesus. it. He's like, steal I want to write this story. I want to steal this. God damn it, Priest. Jeez. This is mine now. What kind of jackass? This is how. Oh, this is how original content works. <laughs> all right uh let's see we got questions from cyber phase on oh there's a bunch of questions all right <clears throat> number one if you had the ability to ship some pony griffin drake etc who would you ship in the show and why like for realsies in the show yes force them to be together um i would probably go with twilight and moon dancer because moon dancer just she she can't live without twilight man hmm if I if I needed one ship to be canon, it would probably be that. I can see you that. Just, you just want an image of them both in the same sweater. No, they need to go inside books together, dude. Yes. They can they can go have freaking fantasy adventures with Daring Do and shit. Yeah. And then they can go do it for real. Yep. Uh, let's see. Who would you go on a date with in Equestrian if you could? 
in Equestria, nobody because they're all horses. Hmm. Huh. I don't do horses, man. And yet you're in this fandom. That's uh, and Andrew Furry. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's some it's people. Important. Some people may think differently. Priest, <laughs> you may not. Do not. Not allowed. All right. All right. Question number three. Uh, do you have any tips for writers? And is there a way to give an example of your tip? Uh, okay. Yeah, give us. That's that's <laughs> really poorly worded. Um. So uh, my my advice is don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I can't really give any any advice that hasn't already been given. I don't think you know standard things. Read a lot read good stuff, figure out what the good stuff is and what the bad stuff is. And the really hard part is figuring out what the mediocre stuff is and then not doing that. Um, but, you know, read a lot, write a lot. Don't get discouraged. Uh, discouragement is the worst bane of the writer, actually. That's, that's what leads to writer's block. That's what leads to long hiatuses, um, whether it's, you know, self-discouragement or letting other people keep you from writing if you're not writing it's hard to call yourself a writer you just you gotta write you gotta write something and i'm even bad at doing that i go for long periods of time without writing anything and i usually feel bad about it um other than that you know listen to feedback that's that's always good figure out which feedback is worth listening to because even even if somebody like insults you directly it has nothing to do with the story. They can still give you actionable feedback. You just have to be able to filter it out, and that's not easy to do, nor is it fun. Very, <laughs> uh, very On the other, uh, well as an aside, don't give people feedback like that. It's not helpful. It's true. There has to be some actually like this is like this is fine, but you need to slow your pacing down. Things like that. That's actually helpful. Not um, stop writing your. You're you're a cancer. That's terrible advice. Yeah, that's that's about it, I guess. Stop writing your malignant growth. Enigma, stop writing your malignant growth. Um, I'm pretty sure I already told Enigma not to breed um, when I was a yeah. Wrote, so. Would that make him malignomatic? Wow! Oh my god! Oh oh my god! Oh, I can't! I can't! That question earlier about what my greatest moment in the fandom was, I think it just hadn't happened yet. Do you think this was it? This was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, all right. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, That's God. That was great. I'm, I'm proud of Did you. Did you just orgasm at that? That's what it sounded like. Uh, puns get me. Puns get me every time. It's true. You Pun, don't understand. Puns that. are your fetish. All right. So let's move down past all these questions for everyone. We're running a little short on time. Oh really? Uh, I was gonna see if we could get him to sing. We have we have time, dude. We have fifteen minutes. We're good. Uh, okay. Um, the, the, the end of the thread is seriously me just like telling somebody their shit, pretty much. Oh okay. Um, let me refresh quickly. The uh, which one of you can sing a kid-friendly song with little to no errors? Can you do it, Present Perfect? Can you do it? Friendly song. What kind of kid-friendly song? Like anything. Like that—that's the question. That—that that is the question that we get Our on this podcast. 
Art of the Dress. I love that one. Oh man, Art of the Dress. That is that song still gets me. That is such a good one. Yeah, it is. like I'm I'm the king of Let It Go. So it's true. We have we have much footage of him singing that. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I can sing a kid friendly song without any errors. Definitely. Yay! What is it? Do it. Get do it. Well, no, nothing said will you. It's uh, yeah, the next question literally is will you? Oh. Yeah. One point one is can you do it? Um Here, if you're nervous, I'll start the first line of it. Somebody once told me. Yes! <laughs> uh, wake me up. Okay. Do you have a song to sing for us? A short little kid-friendly piece of music. Actually, actually, I'm blanking on like how Art of the Dress starts. Somebody help thread me. Thread by thread. No, it's piece by piece, stitching it together. Twilight's dress, cutting out the pattern snip by snip, making sure the fabric folds nicely. It's the perfect color and so hip. Okay, now I forget the rest of it, but that's that was really good. good. That was really good. Clap for him. Collection perfectly, and that's hilarious. That was really good. You need you need more reading parts. In fact, I, I had to get you on a writer's workshop. Well, you're... God no! Stop. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I got to get out of singing today. This is a great day. All right, now. We're... Oh god! I can't die. Oh. So now you now you can skip the questions for the rest of us and just ask the ones for him. All right, random questions of the week. Um. Do you think they might be able to make some games for MLP Friendship is Magic like consoles or something besides the Monopoly MLP add-on? Sure, they can totally do that. That is All right. possible. Uh, 5.1, do you think it'd be possible for Square Enix and Hasbro to make a deal to have Kingdom Hearts 2 have DLC for Hasbro? I guarantee that will never happen. Yep, will not. Now let's see, the next question is, if they did somehow, which seasons would they start and end at? Man, huh? Man, I haven't played a lot of Kingdom Hearts. The, I mean, okay, for for like a video game, it would probably be a good idea to do like the season four, because you can you can go through, um, you know, finding the keys and then unlocking the, the box, the Tree of Harmony, and then killing Tyrik. Like that's a that's a very video gamey arc. Could have sort just tap the box and there you go, it opens. By the way, I wanted to let you know that our chat is flipping balls about the fact that you sing and they want you to sing more. Really? <laughs> to to yeah. quote Moonlit Wings, sing for me, Daddy, please. When My you put gosh. it that way. Yeah, they want you to sing This Day Aria. <laughs> this Day Aria? I don't know that one as well. Really? This I know that one. This day is going to be perfect. Anyway. I've been dream since I was small. Every pony will gather round, say I look lovely in my gown. What they won't know is that I have fooled them all. Welcome to the not the Good Singing Podcast, where we just ignore our guests and we're going to sing sing songs. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for. I figured he wouldn't do Cadence's part because God knows I don't want to do Cadence's part. I fucking no, I hate Cadence. No! Yes! Good day. Uh, yes, this is a good day. Uh, <laughs> Mike's okay. 
You had pencil, then you lost her. <laughs> um, um, let's move on. We're almost done. So. All right, now we have some questions from Fluffy Unicorns. Uh, what do you think about non-pencil stories? And don't say you don't know them. You just reviewed one. I did just review one, and I do Why? not remember what it is. It's the one about pooping in the middle of town and Fluttershy trying to, like, get you to poop like a normal pony. Wait, 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 wait. Hang or on. Out with the bats, I'm trying to find it. She bats a non on the head with rolled up newspaper. Oh, my God. That was the funniest shit. Oh, okay. Shit. Drink. <laughs> okay. Okay, like, cause oh yeah, cause I reviewed that for the for the poop fic edition. Um, that was your first storyline. You said, "What the actual hell?" Like, of all the stories to start with, God. I needed a story about pooping. Okay, you wrote one. It was in my read later. <laughs> yeah. I guess well, you could say seriously. that his read later is constipated. <laughs> if if the story fits. Putting on the shits! Uh, next question, please! Oh my god, why? <laughs> yes, this story was very funny. Oh, thank uh, you. To all of the cast, if you had to choose between coffee, tobacco, and alcohol for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Booze! Booze! Alcohol. Booze. Coffee, since I don't take the other two things. I'd probably choose alcohol. I love coffee, but it's bad for you. Booze isn't it, booze isn't bad for you? In moderation. <laughs> In moderation, both are good then. I have a doctor's note that tells me to actually drink whiskey or scotch. You know this. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it, it took some effort. Alright, I'm gonna take a look. Right. I don't know, I guess I'll go booze. Woo! We are a drinking podcast. I'm gonna take a moment to refresh, and now we have questions from Famous Last Words. Um, You're almost done. President, is it too late to ask a question? Apparently not. There we go. Uh, question to me uh, for Flutter Priest's Hack Attack or Beartooth. I'm really into Beartooth lately, like a lot if you've seen my vlogs, and no one should. But uh, general question uh, to President, who would you say is the most talented author on film fiction that you've come across? Talented, man. That's There is a lot of them. Um, I'm going to go with... Right off the top of my head, I'm going to just say Sign Wolf, but that does not preclude because there are, there are so many good authors and just, ooh, man, like Doggy Dog and Descendant and Skyrider and Cloud Wander and Colton Gardez. Oh, and Enigmatic Otaku. No, shut the Who? fuck was up, Enigma. Imitation of his voice. Was that you trying to imitate what he sounds like? Dead silence. Enigma, was that you trying to imitate our guest? Because, yeah, you oh, know. Yeah, you Yeah, run. Run, you pussy. Anyway. Um, uh, next question. Do you remember author Malajong1 uh, for Spike's Rainbow Dash and shit? He was my favorite author before he did some douchey stuff and got banned. Yeah, I remember Malajong. I don't think I re actually read any of his things because uh didn't come up in my spreadsheet. Checked. Alright. Uh, now we have questions from Midnight Chaos. Boobs or butt? Boobs. Yeah, boy. What are your opinions on displaced as a genre? Um, you know, I actually haven't read any displaced fix other than 
uh, the one that Bad Horse wrote, which was kind of a parody of the genre. Um, I'm not interested in them because it's more like self-insert wish fulfillment stuff. And it's really, it seems like it's really, really formulaic, which that that really turns me off, to be perfectly honest. All right. Uh, <clears throat> this next question actually gave me pause, but I'm happy that you went and just like called them out, Pencil. Oh, that's what um, I do. You know so let's that. just have fun with this. What's your favorite race? <laughs> of ponies. Yeah, my okay. response was, what the shit do you mean by this? And he was like, oh, I, I use the term race and species interchangeably when it comes to ponies. I was like, you might want to specify you're talking about ponies. So they mean out of the eight species, unicorn, earth pony, pegasus, zebra, thestral slash bat, sea pony, changeling, or alicorn. You said thestral. I did, okay. that's what they said. Don't ever say thestral. I will fight you. We need a new I, word I was just reading what was said, Jesus. Terrible word. Anyway, um, <laughs> if we're going to expand it that much, I would have to say sea ponies. Should we do? Wait, a quick question. Can, can we can we say Thestral if it's in reference to Harry Potter? Yes. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're, we're still friends. Yay. And then moving all the way down to our final last, question. Last question. We go to RTS Stevens. What story would you recommend for a newcomer to fan fiction to read first? Newcomer to fan fiction. I have a couple that I could uh, recommend. Um, Like I was saying earlier, people who like fantasy would probably like 80 Days to the World's Farthest Shore. People who like hard science fiction might like Friendship is Optimal, even though it's not a super great fic. Um, people who have young kids should read stories like In the Place the Wild Horses Sleep, Dinkin' Donuts, The Little Pegasus Who Could, um, the one Pasco White wrote about his kid, which I can't remember the name of, even though we were talking about it literally yesterday. Um... And I've read... No. <laughs> oh, yeah! No, and also no. But for a um, beginner! Gosh. Never. I'm, looking, I'm looking at my top 15 over here. I don't think I've got any others that are like real good gateway fic. But what there about are... people who just want a fat? What's the first fat fic you'd recommend them? Hmm. Um, give me a sec. I have a list over here that I've been compiling. You were, supposed to, you were supposed to slay the dragon, not lay it. Oh, shut up, Enigma. <laughs> wow, no. shut up, Enigma. Uh, yes, I know I would suggest for those that um, are into dark stories, I would suggest The Cough. That, that, that story. Just oh, definitely. Sucks. Definitely yeah. The Cough. That's a good one. Um, I would probably say for... Well, let's see. Because, see, when it comes to Cloth Fix, I like stuff that actually has story. Yes. Um, uh, in the Shower was pretty good. Um, ribbons and Lace, if you don't mind having too much story. If you want to troll yourself, go read the entire works of Gorus the Deathclaw. Because I fucking love him. Um, First Instrument was really good. The Fan, if you want something a little different. Different or different, different? Um, and of course, the, the Tale of Shadowblade. I mean, you can't forget the Tale of Shadowblade. That is the greatest one. We should award that one for an Emmy or something. An Emmy. Oh, God. Okay. Fanfic Emmy. A howitzer, or whatever the award things oh, are. A howitzer! What? But the... 
I'm gonna I'm gonna award it a Worcester sauce. <laughs> I want to I want to start an award show now for for MLP fanfic and call it the Howitzers. That's amazing. We'll get a little like SFM statue of a fucking howitzer. At the end of the year, you can do a fucking end of the year like 2017 best fix review. Oh, oh man! All right. Well, uh, are there is there are there any final things you'd really like to say to people? Are, are people who have been listening or, or fans of yours? Is there anything you'd like to leave people with? <laughs> howitzer. <laughs> Mark it up, put it on the list. <laughs> oh my gosh. That should be our award. No, no, yes. that's the award. No, guys, that's the good HIE award that we give for the best guest of the year. Yes. Can, oh. can, can the little statuette have like me loading in a howitzer? It'll just be pineapple. It's fine. Oh gosh, oh. we really award it for 2016 then. We'd yes. have to award it to probably Crystal and Andal. Uh, maybe, maybe we have, we might have to, but no, we'll figure it out. But I think that's a great idea. All right. Well, that is all the time that we do have for this particular, um, podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, I didn't get to watch the counter very much to see where we topped out in the live stream, but I know we've been doing exceptionally well over on YouTube. I, I can't believe it. We can't thank you all enough for tuning in every week. Um, there's going to be more Writer's Workshop episodes coming up soon, which are vaguely associated with the podcast. Um, and thank you once again, Present Perfect, for, for coming on and tolerating us for two whole hours. It was nice to be here. Yay. So thank you for watching the Good HAE podcast. This was a non-pencil. My cat won't stop touching my breasts again. Enigmatic Otaku. I'm pretty sure Priest wishes he was the cat. Milk. I'm still sleeping. Present perfect. Huh? And my name's Flutter Priest. Have a good weekend. Go get drunk, assholes! Fucking yeah! <laughs> <laughs>